our minds are beautiful and important and it's a valuable tool. But that's what it is. It's one of our tools, not us. And that's where our bodies are also a valuable tool. We just haven't been taught how to access that information. It's in a whole different language than our But when you learn to build that mind-body connection, there's not as much pressure to think your way to the answer. So naturally that overthinking, that spinning, that panic of I just need to find the answer in my mind dissipate. And the answer comes up faster in my experience, at least. Hello and welcome to the Shift Your Day Job podcast. I'm Brittany Cates, your host and companion on this incredible journey of career transformation. Get ready for inspiring stories, valuable insights, and a roadmap to shift your mindset towards a more fulfilling professional life. In each episode, we explore the remarkable journeys of individuals who made the leap from one career to another. As we navigate through these stories together, you'll find motivation, strategies, and the confidence to pursue your dreams. Whether you're feeling stuck, contemplating a change, or just seeking a dose of inspiration, this podcast is your weekly companion. Tune in every Thursday as we uncover the secrets to shifting your day job. I'm Brittany Cates, and I'm here to guide you on your path to a more fulfilling career. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Shift Your Day Job podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Cates, and I'm so grateful that you're here today. Today, my guest is Sarah Thorne. She is a conscious career coach. She has recently transitioned from career counseling in a corporate setting into her own business where she can coach clients one-on-one to help them not only with discovering what career they want to pursue, but also with tapping in to who they truly are and what their larger life mission is. It was really interesting to talk to her about what led her to this conscious career coaching idea. She talks about the fact that career counseling is a lot about figuring it out in the mind. And her goal is to help people move from overthinking to tuning into their body, their emotions, their spirit in order to help guide them on their career journey. So I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you do too. Without further ado, here's Sarah Thorne. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Shift Your Day Job podcast. I am so grateful that you're here today. It's so nice to meet you. Yes, yes, it is. It's nice to like put a face to the name and to be here today. I'm I'm so grateful and so happy to have this conversation with you. Awesome. Well. Let's just dive right in. If you don't mind starting off with sharing your journey, shifting your mindset towards your new career and what inspired that change. And I guess as a preface to that, maybe give us a little bit of a background of where you were and where you are now and how mindset shifting kind of played into that. Yes, I would be happy to share. So where I am coming from, is I have been a career coach for 10 years. So that is the career I'm shifting. As most career changes, it is not black and white. And it's not really money. So I have been a career coach and I am still a career coach. 
However, the shift in the transformation right now is from being a career coach working for other people, so nonprofit and for profits, and really helping people in a way that serves their mission and their goal. It's not always a focus on making sure that you're in necessarily the right career, although there is definitely some of that, for sure. Often the goal is to get you back into work because these programs are funded and that's kind of the requirement. So my shift actually started with my desire to help people in a more encompassing way. I went through my own journey of struggling to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. What did I want to be when I grew up was such a big question to answer and would overwhelm me. And honestly, my reaction was to just shut down and I couldn't hear my own intuition. I couldn't hear my own desires. I couldn't hear anything because the fear making the wrong decision was just overwhelming. So my approach in my 20s that started this journey was to go to school because I knew how to do it. It's what I'd done my whole life. That was a kind of a safety net. Well, I didn't necessarily know that at the time. That's really what it was. I was creating safety for myself because change is scary. And doing things that you haven't done before is scary. From there, because I really, really, really needed to figure it out. Like all of us, we need income. There's no purpose to work. There's routine. There's so many good things that come from engaging in work that after completing two undergraduate degrees, I was going to figure out how to be a career coach so that I could help myself and help other people. That's what I've been doing for the last 10 years. I love working with people and getting to know them and helping them figure out what their dreams are, what their mission is in life. And to be able to do that in a deeper way, I began my transition to a new role is what I thought it was going to be as counselor. That was going to be a psychotherapist. And so right now I'm currently completing a master's program in counseling psychology. I started that journey in January, 2021. Within that, I have also then transitioned from working for others to creating my own career coaching program that includes more somatic approach. So I take all the skills that I have gathered through the last 10 years and I'm applying more somatic tools, for example, breathwork. I am in a training program for breathwork as well. And in the practical portion, which is where I am right now, I get to help people learn what breathwork is and incorporate it into their decision-making and have it support them in a new way. That's kind of an overview of my journey and where the transition is. So we can kind of see it's like not super black and white, but the transition kind of unfolds. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that I've learned along the way is that action brings clarity. So you, you, you think you have this idea, like, I'm going to start my own business. Maybe I don't know what that looks like exactly right now, but I'm going to take the first step towards it. And you started that master's program. And now that you're in it, you're kind of like, I don't know, maybe that's not quite exactly what I'm doing, but it's helping you figure it out along the way. And the other piece of this idea of taking action is you're allowed to change your mind along the way. It's allowed to evolve. It doesn't have to, oh, I got into this master's program. I'm stuck. 
I just have to do it this way. It doesn't always have to look the way that maybe other people are expecting it to look. Right. Wow. Yeah. So you just like, I think hit it. It kind of looked a little messy to me. And I think that is where the magic lives in that it's not supposed to be this clean cut. I've made a decision. I will never, ever shift from that decision. And I'm moving forward no matter what. I've been there. When I was younger, I thought that it reflected. When I changed my mind, I changed my major a few times, but in school. And I always felt guilt and shame about changing my mind. I don't feel that anymore. And I believe that's because I've created space for the fact that I don't have all the answers and I don't need to have all the answers before I take action. Yeah. Action breeds clarity. Absolutely. Air to take that just maybe a step further, accepting that it is more than okay to not have the answers before you take action, because that action is going to help you find the answers. And that's not hard, but I'm honestly still learning that. It is uncomfortable and scary to step into the unknown. Yeah, absolutely. It makes me think of when you say you're going to do something and then people are like, how? How do you expect to even do that? I know in the past, it's been hard for me sometimes. I feel like I have to explain or give them something when I don't really like, I'll figure it out. It's fine. I'm not worried about it. I'm doing what is aligned with me and I'll figure out the how along the way. I don't have to know it all yet, you know, because that's just not realistic. I don't think. I totally agree. And I think you raise a good point too about when we are making changes in our lives, wherever that may be, but for this, it's career. When you start sharing that outside of your own mind, you're inviting in, in a way, other people's opinions. And I guess if I were to offer any advice around that, it would be, I know that it can be really exciting to share things with other people, especially for some of us. Some of us, I guess, are more internal. Some of us really are external verbal processors. And so when we get excited about something, many of us want to share it. In my experience, well, that's definitely exciting and awesome. When you share it, you're also kind of creating space for them to share their opinions about your idea or your thought or your dream. And depending who it is and where they're at, because really when they're sharing, this is all about them. It's not actually about you. It's about that. It's not true. It's their opinion. However, it can feel like true, especially when I'm saying, well, how are you going to do that? That kind of evokes fear. And you can like, oh my gosh, I don't have answers. How am I going to do that? You feel really overwhelming and kind of defeating. So keeping it to yourself and letting it grow until you feel that you're solid enough in your own belief in that idea, in yourself. And then sharing it in a way that makes you feel good with people that you know are going to be supportive would be my advice in the beginning. I would agree with that. And I thank you for sharing because it makes me think of this idea that I learned along the way of choosing the voices that you listen to. And that centers around creating boundaries for yourself, right? So being prepared enough to say, Thank you. I appreciate you, but I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to internalize 
uh, yeah, it's that lesson of discernment, yearning to discern. So you don't have to take everything everyone says, you get to choose. And so, yeah, making sure you get into that place and boundaries exactly is uh, a key skill to uh, taking care of yourself. And, and I think that is also, even within this transition, because I haven't looked at the stat recently, but it used to be what, and on average, seven careers in your journey. So this transition is supposed to happen because you are growing as a human. So it makes sense that your career should be evolving along with you. And it's going to happen more than one. So just like it all, it's not, oh, I learned how to set boundaries and now I'm back. Or I learned how to change a career and now I'm done. We're just continuing, right? There is no end to that learning. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Realizing it's okay. It's not abnormal. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing about your decision that is bad. Right? It's actually maybe even confirming that you're normal, whatever that means. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One question I had while you were talking about transitioning from the current career counseling that you're doing with companies and then transitioning it into your business and adding that somatic piece. What is it about your experience that led you to decide that there needs to be more to this than just counseling? Yes. It's a very good question. So my the first five or six years of my 20s, I was in a pure panic about making this decision. And that experience, I was all up in my head, in my mind. I was overthinking, ruminating, analyzing, because I thought that's what you do to find the answers you're looking for. And that didn't work for me at all. And then I eventually somehow just, I made the decision. I went for it. I, it just, I took action is essentially picked somewhere to start because that's how I started to see it. instead of being like what do I want to do for my entire life I, here's where I want to start that's how I started to see it so when I started working with clients people who were, had similar struggles to me really gravitated toward me and I felt super comfortable helping them so it was often people who didn't know what they wanted to do they had some ideas but they really had no like no concrete this is work I want to pursue. So I was helping them a lot. And in watching that, I could see my own experience reflected in them. The up in the head, just like twirling, trying to think our way to the solution. And so many of the tools I had supported that, okay, we're going to get into your mind and we're going to find it there. I used assessment to help me get there. What I often found with that was that they either confirmed what this person already knew they wanted to do. They were just a little scared to do it and pursue it. Or it didn't help because they were looking for the answer. And, and that's not what assessment do. They don't give you here. This is what you should do. It's still your choice. And so watching that and not being able to help them was the message to me that there's something missing. Not that what I was doing wasn't helping. It wasn't helping as much or being as quickly as adding them together. So that's what I am doing now and offering now because our minds are beautiful and important and it's a valuable tool. 
that's what it is. It's one of our tools, not us. And that's where our bodies are also a valuable tool. We just haven't been taught how to access that information. It's in a whole different language than our But when you learn to build that mind-body connection, there's not as much pressure to think your way to the answer. So naturally that overthinking, that spinning, that panic of I just need to find the answer in my mind dissipates. And the answer comes up faster in my experience, at least. I love it. We're not taught how to tune in to our bodies. We're a whole being, right? So to live in your mind your whole life is doing a disservice to the possibilities. I agree, because how I grew up, at least, it was very, your emotions are not that important. You don't want to do something, you suck it up and you do it anyway. You push through, you ignore your feelings, whatever they are, whether that's you really don't want to do it, your anxiety doesn't feel right. You feel exhausted, all that stuff you put aside and you just push hard to reach your goals. It's really not what humans work from what I'm learning. Your emotions, your thoughts, and your beliefs really create your reality. All that external, all that push is just the end part. But if you're not connecting and listening to your emotions, your thought and if you're not able to recognize your beliefs then it's really hard to choose your life because you're not basing it on you and your information what's good for you you're basing it on external information what other people are telling you people's expectations the rules the labels of our culture whatever it is and then you find yourself in work that doesn't feel good and you're unhappy and you're confused about why because you've followed other people's advice you followed what you were told would lead to happiness. It makes sense that you're a little like, why isn't this working? And to feel there must be something wrong with me. And then that shame and guilt and that self-criticism, that inner critic comes up. And the truth of it all is that you just didn't have the information you needed to make a decision. For you, you had information that was good for other people and you were making decisions on that. Yeah, it's definitely a life lesson because you grow up and you trust the adults in your life, the authority figures in your life, and you think, oh, they've got to figure it out. So you follow the rules because that's just how it is. And I think one of the biggest gifts of getting older <laughs> is being able to unravel all of those things and coming back to yourself. And changing a career is just one way of doing that. Shifting your mindset in order to change what you do every day is just one piece of that puzzle of rediscovering, okay, who am I really? Because I thought I was this person growing up based on all this external feedback, but now I'm learning more about what it means to be human and how that looks for me. I love that of like what it is to be human. What I have started asking myself in really the last six months has been, what do I want to experience in this life? Because really, that's what I'm here for is just to experience life. I'm not here to pay bills. I'm not here to stress about every little thing or get upset. I'm here to I think I'm here to have a good time. 
and to learn and to just have some experiences that feel good and then some challenges that I get to grow through. I think that's kind of what it's all for. And if that's true, then what do I want to experience? And for me, those answers are, I want to experience more adventure. I want to learn. I want to love. I want to share. I want to grow. When I come down to my work, what work will allow me to have those kinds of experiences in my day to day? And I found that that kind of questioning helps me get more unique answers too. So what do I want to experience? Not what am I supposed to experience or what I should experience? And well, money obviously is, is important and tied to work. I've really stopped focusing on that because it feels like that's just a heavy weight. Obviously, it's important. Obviously, we all need resources. And I think that we all deserve thriving wage. But when I let that go, I create more space for what do I actually enjoy? What do I want? What do, like, could I have fun doing my job? Could this be fun? Just asking that has opened up possibilities for me. It makes me think of my experience with leaving the teaching profession. And people are like, well, but you have this benefit or you have this stability or whatnot. And being in it and feeling so unaligned I got to the point where I was like, I don't care anymore. That is not what's important to me. And I know it is important, right? Like you're saying, I do need some kind of income. I do need some kind of future plan, whatever. It's not going to be my focus right now because I'm more concerned with really figuring out what it is that's going to bring me more fulfillment. And... Again, that's a mind shift and a decision to not listen to other people and having that trust in yourself and saying, I know what I need and I'm going to focus in this direction. And then you're right. It does give you so much more freedom to experiment and explore and have those life experiences. Yeah. And are you making your decisions from fear or trust? Yeah. Like really? And yes, I've left jobs where benefits, great pay. I've also worked with clients who have left jobs by choice or not by choice or haven't left jobs and they're measurable because they have great pay, great benefits, hate their work. They're in a toxic environment. They are grumpy all the time. So even their time when they're not at work, they're either coming down from work or they're anticipating going back to work to watch people suffer in that way. And to live your life way doesn't feel worth it to me. If we've made this way up, we've made up these systems, the way we live our culture, which means we can change it again. And as we're even talking about, that's how evolution works. That's how humans work. We're supposed to change. That's good. Let's change it. Because I think that, yes, the financial stuff is obviously, we all need it. But we need fulfillment and satisfaction, meaning, joy, pleasure, just as much, if not more. Thank you. So we haven't followed the questions, which I love. This is great because I, I love this discussion that we're having. Can you discuss a tough moment in your transition and how you have stayed resilient. I did not know this before I started this journey, but entrepreneurship is a 
huge process of getting to know yourself. And the challenges that I have faced thus far, I did not expect because I have never done this before. So this past summer was very challenging for me in this specific process. As an entrepreneur, you have to kind of know a little about a lot of stuff. And for me, my sticky point is technology. So in the summer, I was trying to build my website to learn about all of the tech stuff that I very much dislike. And it's just not my stream. <laughs> and trying to figure out not just the tech, but it was also figuring out your ideal client. Just like I'm sure many people do, I kind of thought it would be linear. And that's where the challenges arise is that I thought I was super clear on my mission and who I really, really wanted to serve. And then that shifted again in the summer. Hmm. And that experience in itself was hard, but it created more space to allow more shifts to happen because that's what needed to happen in order for my mission to truly align with what I want to offer people. Within that, because we're simple humans, we have all the things, not just our careers. Within that, I actually had a housing crisis of the place where I was renting was attached to another unit and the people in the other unit were smoking cigarettes and then they started smoking meth and that was coming in through the holes. And so we were being forced to ingest this and because our systems are capitalistic, there's no support for people who rent and getting out of that situation was very expensive and time consuming and incredibly stressful because it was impacting our health and our animals' health. And I was trying to run a business at the same time. So I did would really buckle down on my fault because I am the resource. I, and this is how I feel about every person, every human on this planet, if they're not taking care of themselves, having the opportunity to take care of themselves, nothing else matters. Like that is the foundation. And so I buckled down on my meditation in the morning, my exercise, eating, when I was reading, my questions, thinking. And so when I go into these places in my mind where I was like, this is the worst experience. This is terrible. What am I doing? All the self-doubt and the criticism was arising. You're like, this is just evident that I can't do this. When those things would arise, because of course they're going to. I would breathe, I would journal, and I would find the truth in it. What could I learn from this? Because I don't have a choice right now. This is the experience that I am in. What can I learn? What can I take from this? Well, working my way to a better place. Yeah. And so really leaning into the, I call it questions thinking. Instead of judgment, I'm shifting to curiosity. What can I learn? How can I grow? How can I help others through this? How will this help me in the future, if not in the moment? Those sort of things I found very, very helpful. And I still use that right now when I face everyday challenges. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And I love that you listed a lot of the tools that 
you used in the process. And as you were mentioning, we have to take care of our basic needs in a way. It made me think of how a lot of times we think, oh, if I'm working on my health or trying to exercise more diet, it's just one more thing. But really, ultimately, it is the basic necessary things we should be doing so that we are meeting Maslow's hierarchy. Maslow's hierarchy needs. Yeah. yeah. Like, so and, we're meeting those. Right. And so safety is, I'm pretty sure, that foundational need. You've mm-hmm. got your physical, your mental, emotional. And, and that's where creating space where you can really listen to yourself, trust yourself. Because your needs are going to change throughout your life. And so like in that situation, my needs grew just like everyone else's. When they're in a really tough spot, whatever those look like, you actually need more care. And then sometimes when life is easy, going well, you definitely need to take care of yourself. But you're doing that to enhance that experience and enjoy it even more. And you probably have the capacity to help others. Love that. Another thought I had while you were talking about question thinking, it made me think of, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm understanding about that is you have a thought and then you question that thought and look for evidence to support it or to prove it's not true. And I also love the, instead of judging, getting curious, this idea of getting curious about your thoughts, like, is this a true thought? Is this what's really happening, you know? And can I reframe it in some way, like you're saying, to learn something or help someone else or whatever? Is that kind of what your question thinking is? Yes. Yeah. And that the tools kind of blend in to one another. So if we think about it, like, there's four kind of level. The first is your actions, the most visible. It's the words you say, it's the things you do, it's all of that. And then under that, you've got your emotions. So what's actually the sensations in your body, what you're feeling, the emotions you're experiencing. And then under that, you have your thoughts. And we're thinking pretty consistently, right? We're not often aware of what we're thinking. And then under that, you have your beliefs. And those are really live a lot in the subconscious. And so for me, my experience, I can connect with my emotions a little bit more easily than I can with them. I'm sure it's different for everyone. But especially with bringing in somatic learning, I'm able to connect with how I physically feel. And so I will notice that I'll have a knot in my stomach. I'm starting to feel some anxiety. And what was I just thinking? I can't always catch the thought, but as I practice that, I and getting better at catching what I was just thinking. And then I'm able to go, oh, was that true? Was that the most helpful thought I could have? Was that just like an opinion? And is there a possibility to think something else? And what could that be? How could that be helpful? What might be helpful to think? That's kind of what I do throughout my day to make more choices. So I'm not so automatic. It's taken time. It takes time to learn because the step beyond that, which I, I do regularly as well and really help guide people through this process on identifying your beliefs and transforming those, which will 
if we're looking at them as the root, the like bottom of the iceberg, it will shift the whole top part. But it's not always easy to get there, just like everything else in life, it's not linear. So it's not like you just work through. It takes more time, more focus, but it is incredibly transformational. And the thing with our beliefs, it's like they're almost multi-layer. What you believe in your mind, what you're really like aware of, is not necessarily what you believe down in your body, your core. And so that's why they're a little bit tricky to identify sometimes, because I can believe that I am worthy of thriving business, but if deep down. The five-year-old in me believes that I'm not worthy of anything good. That's influencing everything else. That's influencing what I think about myself and what I think about my capabilities. And then that influences how I feel and the emotions I'm experiencing. And then that influences what actions I take, actions I don't take, and where I'm making those decisions from. When I don't take those actions, am I procrastinating because I'm scared? Because I believe I'm not capable of doing this. Once we can bring it all together, that's where the transformation is possible and that's where breath work i practice breath work regularly now because that enhances your ability to get down into your body into those experiences and release that tool that actually helps you release old emotions and experiences and, and all of that that you have been holding for potentially years that are actually been driving these thoughts and these feelings and these actions or lack of action Thank you for sharing. That was a really great example of how we can work on our thoughts and our beliefs. It makes me think recently I've contemplated this idea of why am I not doing this one thing when I know that that's what I want. So that visual kind of really helped me understand a little bit more about what's my core belief that's holding me back. Maybe there's a stuck belief that I need to explore more and release in order to make that more aligned, more the same. Yeah. There's so many people that do this work and do this research. And I'm so happy that I've come across so much of this in the last few years because it has blown my mind. It was years at first not doing what everyone else is doing, not being able to get that career job. And then once I got it, not really being happy with it, even though I had decent pay, even though I had benefits, even though I was helping people. And I enjoyed that part of it. I didn't feel fulfilled. I was always wondering, well, isn't there more? Isn't there something more to this? And to beat myself up for years because of like, but you should be satisfied. You should be fine. This is what you've been working for for years. This is what everyone tells you that you need when you're an adult. And this is it. And this is really all that's available. So you should feel satisfied. In the last few years to realize that all those thoughts, all those actions I took or didn't take, all of that was coming from really deep beliefs that I developed probably under the age of seven. They're not fully even my own. They're from my caregivers and people that were around me influencing my schools and my community and all of it. And that's just how humans work and that's fine. But to, to walk around for decades making decisions about my own life based on these beliefs that aren't necessarily true, that were helpful perhaps at one point, but are not helping me now. It was mind-blowing, but freeing to know that I could actually change 
the landscape that I operate on and make it so that I actually create the most fulfilling life possible for me. That is possible. It has completely changed my life. And that's only been in the last couple of years. Thank you for sharing that. I've loved this conversation so far. It's felt very organic and I feel like we've connected on a lot of the same pieces of information we've gathered along our our individual journeys. And so it's really nice to connect with somebody that can see things in a similar way. And I appreciate your eloquence in explaining and talking about what has helped you and those things that you've learned about what it means to to really find a meaningful path in your life. So as we wrap up, if you wouldn't mind sharing where yeah. people can find you to continue learning from you. Right now, I offer a, a one-to-one coaching program. And in the spring, I will be offering a course, actually, that combines breathwork and transforming your limiting beliefs. So where you can find me, it's my website. It's rebelrootscoaching.com. And my social media is LinkedIn. You can book a complimentary coaching call to see if we're a good fit and to see if this is really what is best for you. And I will help you in that coaching session to start working toward whatever your goals are, your specific career goal. Awesome. Thank you, Brittany. It was so nice to be a guest. And I love that you're creating this podcast. I think it's really important because feeling confusion, shame, guilt, fear is all so natural as we make any changes in our life. So when we're making career changes, it's really nice to know that we're not alone because we're not. And it's so much easier when we have community. So thank you for creating this. And thank you for having me. Thanks. I just want to thank Sarah for showing up in such an authentic way. She made me feel very comfortable. And I loved that the conversation was organic and that there were a lot of pieces that I really resonated with. If you felt connected to Sarah's message and would like to work with her one-on-one, go follow her, take her up on the free one-on-one consultation to see if her program is a good fit for you. I will provide the address for her website in the show notes below. Again, thank you for being here and listening to the Shift Your Day Job podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more incredible stories, expert advice, and actionable steps to propel your career in a direction that truly fulfills you. Until next time, keep dreaming, keep shifting, and keep making those career moves.